for a couple of weeks or so on honor, <clears throat> but I'm going to change gears just a little bit. <clears throat> you have to excuse my throat. It's just a lying symptom. And uh, I want to talk the next couple of weeks about being thankful. You know, we talked about honor and glory and, and the fear of the Lord. You remember when God went to Malachi and he told the priest, he says, if I'm your father, he says, where's my honor? And if I'm your master, where's my fear? And the fear of the Lord and the reverence and honor for God are two things that's vastly lacking in the world today. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to start on Psalms 34. Verse 1, <clears throat> Father, thank you. I will bless the Lord how often? All times, and his praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And what happened? He delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This, more, this poor man cried to the Lord, and he saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around them that what? You want a, a, angels encamped about you? What's the first key? Fear and honor the Lord. And he delivers them. <clears throat> oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, he, you his saints, for there is no want. Say no want to them that fear him. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is awesome. It's clean. It endures forever. And you see that the poor man cried out. You know, what does it say? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. This is the will of God. That what? In everything give thanks. It didn't say for everything. It says in everything give a hallelujah. Let a hallelujah rise. Learn to rule in the midst of your enemies. He prepares a table for me in the presence of your enemies. Let a hallelujah rise. Learn in the time of trouble, to, like the poor man in trouble, cried to the Lord, and he heard him, and he delivered him from all his trouble. And you know, he says on, on down, the angel of the Lord encamps about him, and he keeps him, David cried, he keeps me under the feathers of his wings. Psalms 91 is a, is a psalm for the now. It's a song for the now, a song for the now. So we see <clears throat> what he wants us to do is have a grateful heart. You know what? The attitude of gratitude. Gratitude is the culture of the kingdom. Gratitude is the thing that flows from your mouth when you understand kingdom and when you understand the new life. All you can say is what? Thank you, Lord. There's nothing left to say but thank you. And that's what God wants us to learn to be thankful. You know, in Luke 6, 27, for there, when he's talking, he said, For God is kind to the unthankful and the evil. So we see in God's eyes, evil and being unthankful is pretty close. You with me? <clears throat> you know, we're living in a generation. It's, it's the spirit of entitlement that's flowing around the world today. Everybody thinks everybody else owes them something. How many of you are glad you don't get what you deserve? We call that grace. 
We call that grace in the kingdom, that we don't get what we deserve. But everybody thinks everybody owes him something. And we see that that's why I think God is, is, feels the way he does about being unthankful. <clears throat> you know, and uh, one of the things, 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm not going to read the whole thing, says, Know this, that in the last time, perilous times come, and men shall be lovers of the old self, that old self, and covetous boasters, unthankful, unholy. And then it says, disobedience to parents, ungrateful. And we see that we're getting close to those last days, aren't we? But we see God was saying to us, trying to teach us what it is that he wants us to get a hold of in our life. <clears throat> and we see also in Revelation 4, 8, 9, says when those talks about the four beasts that's around the throne all the time. And all they do night and day, they don't rest. And what they say, glory, honor, and thanks. Day and night. Now glory and honor and thanks. See, I want you to see thanks is in that glory and honor. You remember the lepers that came to Jesus. And they said, cleanse us. And he said, go show yourself to the priest. And they went. And all of them was cleansed as they went. That's Luke 17. But one of them that was a Samaritan knew he didn't deserve this because he was not a Jew. The rest of them thought they did. He came back to Jesus and he fell at his feet and gave him thanks. And he says, where are the nine? Is it just this one that's a Samaritan has come back to give glory to God? Glory and thanks are in the same category. Same word. You want to give glory to God? Give thanks. You mean we used to sing a song back years ago, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks for he's given us his son. Amen? Give thanks for what he's given to you. You know, Jesus said, he that's forgiven much loves much. When you understand how much he has given us freely in Christ, you can't do anything but say thank you. Amen. You know, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Lord, help me find it. <clears throat> the highest form of ingratitude is trying to repay God with good works for what he's freely given you. Amen. Let me say that again. The highest form of ingratitude is trying to repay with your good works to God for what he has freely given us in Christ Jesus. Good master, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, this is the work of God. That you believe into him he sent, into his son. That's the work of God. Believe into me. That word is into me. I-N-T-O, into me. Not just on me, but believe into me. That's the work of God. So it's a, it's a matter of giving thanks for what he's done. And we see <clears throat> these beasts around the throne, constantly day and night, singing, glory, honor, and thanks to him that sat on the throne who lives forever and ever. Giving thanks, gratitude, it's an act of worship. Revelation eleven fifteen and on, it says, The seventh angel sounded, the trumpet, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord, and the elders gave thanks, saying with great power, with great power you have reigned. What did they do? They gave thanks constantly. Now, Everywhere you look, they're giving thanks. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What are they doing constantly in heaven? Giving thanks. What's the church to be constantly doing? Giving thanks. Giving thanks. In everything, give thanks to God. For this is the will of God. You want to do the will of God? That's it. To give him thanks and praise in every situation you're in. And you lift up a hallelujah. You know, a poor man what? Cried to the Lord, and the Lord heard him and delivered me. What did God say to Moses? I've heard the cry of the children of Israel. It's time for you to go bring them out. Amen. So when you cry to the Lord, he hears you. That's a form of giving thanks. Okay. The will of God in everything, give thanks. Or in every situation. And a lot of people say, I can't give God thanks for this situation. He didn't tell you to give thanks for the situation. He told you to give him thanks in the situation. That releases him to deliver you from that situation. That's what you got to understand. It says, for the will of God is our life union with Christ Jesus. The culture of the kingdom is being thankful. Our new man, which is in Christ, has a new attitude of gratitude. When you really fully understand the exchange life, it just overwhelms you. Because you know, he that's forgiven much what? Loves much. Because you realize he's not asking anything of you but just to receive what he's done for you. <clears throat> Amen. Romans 1. Romans 1, first chapter there. It says this, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. Neither were they what? Thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Confessing themselves to be wise, they became a fool and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. What was the steps down? Unthankful. Unthankful. I'm telling you, it's the time for us to... Sorry. To realize being thankful is, is part of the cultural kingdom. It, it releases God to do more in, in your life. How many of you are like me? You do something for your kids, and they said, thank you. I, I hear them say to their grandmother a lot, thank you for this food. I said, my Lord, that's good. <laughs> they realize they thank her all the time for fixing their meals. That's a little cry from entitlement. I don't like what you fix me. Won't you fix me something else? Oh. You see what I'm saying? We've got to learn to be thankful. I think it releases God to do more in our lives when we do that. It says their foolish hearts was darkened. You remember God said in, in Deuteronomy 8, <clears throat> you remember all the ways the Lord led you in the wilderness these 40 years to humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your heart. And he, he said he suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna that your fathers knew. You knew not and your fathers didn't know where it came from that he might make you know that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord your God. But he says in verse 10, when you have eaten and are full, don't forget where it comes from. For it's me that gives you power to get wealth that I may establish my covenant with you. Don't forget. Psalms, we got over the door coming in. Psalms 100. Let's just read the whole thing. It ain't very long. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. 
Serve the Lord with sadness. Huh? No? Oh, gladness. I remember in the Laughing Revival time, that's 1994, and we had that Laughing Jesus. How many of you remember the Laughing Jesus? We were in an ad for, the, and this lady called me on the phone, <clears throat> and I answered. She said, how dare you insinuate my Lord would laugh? That's what religion does to you. Serve the Lord with what? Come before his presence with singing. What is the kingdom? Romans 14, 17. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And it says, with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. You want to know the depths of salvation? Just enter into the joy of the Lord and let him show you the fullness of the wells of salvation. Joy is the bucket that draws from all the wells of salvation. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God, is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Remember, that's what I said, the highest form. No, the uh, culture is the, uh, gratitude is the culture of the kingdom. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to what? All generations. You know, in Leviticus, about chapter 22, it says, when you bring an offering of thanksgiving, he says this, give it with a willing heart. If it's not from a willing heart, don't give it. And that's what we say all the time around here about giving tithes and offering. We don't what does it say? As every man's purposed in his heart. Let him give, not grudgingly or necessity. God loves what kind of giver. And if you're not cheerful, don't give. It's that easy. If you don't want to give, don't give. But if you can give it from a willing heart. And that's what God wants you to do with thanksgiving. By him, therefore, let's offer the what? Sacrifice of praise continually. What is the fruit of our mouth giving praise and thanks to the Lord? We need to practice being thankful. I'm telling you, it is the heart of God when we learn to be thankful for what we have. <clears throat> Psalms 107, about verse 20, I think. Oh, that men would praise the Lord God for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Is that good? Psalm 63, 6, when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches, because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. In the shadow of your what? Psalms 91. In the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. Joel, <clears throat> chapter 1, verse 12, says, all the trees of the field are withered. And he says, because why? Joy is withered away from the sons of men. Why? Joy. The enemy wants to keep you in the mully grubs. So lift a hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, he hates worship and praise. I remember the first time I heard Derek Prince talk about demons. His first experience with demons 
This man got out of prison. He's full of demons, and he come to this prayer group, and he was manifesting. He got up to walk out. They was worshiping. He couldn't stand it, and he started leaving. Derek Prince stopped him and said, if you'll stay, the demons will leave. And he stayed, and the demons left, and the man stayed. They can't stand it. Remember David when he played with Saul? What happened? The demons would leave. And that's what we need to do. When we get it down, you don't need to give in to those things. You need to have a, let a hallelujah rise and, and worship the Lord. Psalms 103, I will bless the Lord at all times. How many? I will bless. Oh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. You know what legalism is? It's doing works, hoping that God will thank you for doing it. How did I know that? When I got saved, I remember telling the Lord, thank you for saving me. Now I'm going to be the best little son you ever had. Just stand back and let me watch me. Because you know what? I was raised to think in this world, everything you get, you earn it. I thought the kingdom was the same way. I'd spent my year's life working for acceptance. And I figured now that he'd saved me, I'm going to prove to him that he made a good investment. He wasn't real impressed. After I wore myself out in about three years, I finally woke up to the fact that he woke me up. And showed me that it wasn't about me. It was about him. You know all those in the Matthew. It says many false prophets will come into the world. And that day they're going to say. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out de devils and done all these wonderful works? And he's going to say. Depart. I never knew you. You know why? Because they thought they got a key into heaven. Because they did all these things. I'm going to tell you something. You don't get to heaven by doing anything. You get to heaven because of what he did. First time I heard this statement, it, it kind of offended me in my religious stuff. You can't lose by your bad works what you couldn't get with your good works. May have offended somebody again. Think about it. You can't get for your bad works what you couldn't get with your good works. You can't lose with your bad works what you can't get with your good works. That's what I meant to say. I hope I said that. You can't lose by your bad works what you couldn't get with your good works. It's all about him. I think it's Revelation 2.26. He talks about, I know your works, I know your works. And I think it's Revelation 2.26, I think, Rod. I want you to look at it, if we can find it. He that overcometh and keepeth what? Whose works? His works. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over nations. Your works are important because of who you are, but not for who you are. I'll give you power over nations if you keep my works. What did they say? Good master, what must we do to do the works of God? It's the work of God. You believe into me, what I've done for you. See? And that's where the key of thankfulness comes from. As long as you're trying to earn something, you'll not be thankful. That old heart is an unthankful heart. That new heart is full of, of uh, 
thankfulness. Legalism is doing works, hoping God will thank you. Grace is thanking God for freely giving us all things in Christ. You remember when David, 1 Chronicles 16, 7, brought the ark in and he set it up in his tent. And it says, he delivered a psalms to Asaph and the brethren. And it says, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Give thanks to the Lord. First thing he said, give thanks to the Lord. David, you know, I think that's why David was a man after his, God's own heart. Because he was a thankful man. What do you say in Psalms 51? He says, create in me a new heart. A clean heart is that word, clean, a pure heart. And renew a right spirit, a new spirit within me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me a new heart. And so see, David understood what it meant. Psalms 50 verse 7, offer unto God thanksgiving. In Deuteronomy 28, 47, it says, All these curses will come upon you because you serve not the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. All God wants us to do is be thankful. He finished everything before he started. You know, in Psalms 9, 17, you know, it talks about the end time. Men will depart from the faith. You see it, on, many will uh, depart from the faith. Psalms 9, 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell in all nations that forget God. That what? Just forget God. You know, there's, there's a scripture in Isaiah 43, verse 18. It says, remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. And your, your reference in your Bible will take you to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. And, and God says, I'm doing all this for my name's sake. And I will not remember your sins anymore. Now, he says, remember not the former things. Everything that has to do with your former life before you come to Christ, most of it's all painful and hurtful. He said, don't consider it, don't remember it. Because it doesn't really matter. It's not a part of who you now are now, your new creation. But one of the things he did say, he didn't say, don't remember what I've done. Don't remember the past, but you remember what I've done for you. Over and over, he talked about remembering what he had done. Amen? Did you get that? Jesus said to his disciples, he asked them if they, if, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And they thought it was because they didn't bring any bread. Well, he just fed 5,000. And Jesus said, don't you remember the five loaves and the two fishes? Don't you remember what I've done? He said, it's not about bread. Bread's not a problem with me. It's the leaven of the Pharisees you be careful with, the religious crowd. And it's important to remember what God has done. Ephesians 5.20 says, Giving thanks for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks for always for all things. You can't be too thankful, can you? Have you ever been around people that's thankful for everything, everything thankful? It, it, it kind of blows you back a little bit because you're not used to it. 
Right? Well, <clears throat> it's very important. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious or careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't be anxious. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father by Him. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. It even goes down 1 Timothy 4.4. 4. I tell people all the time. He says, every creature of God is good to eat. Nothing to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. You can eat anything if you thank God for it. Come on now. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As ye therefore have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk you in him, rooted and built in him, abounding with thanksgiving. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. You know this spirit of entitlement. I really think we need to address that thing. We just need to take authority over it today, and we need to, in our lives... In the world, it's, 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 how do I say this? If that thing is not dealt with, it's going to be partly responsible for the destruction of America. And y'all know what I mean. Father, we come now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we come against that stronghold of that spirit of entitlement. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are so blessed that we don't get what we deserve. We thank you, Lord, that your grace was made available to us so we can have the abundant life that you've freely given to us in Christ. And we come against that spirit of entitlement and we pull it down in the name of Jesus in our families, in ourselves, in our churches. Lord, we ask you, Lord, you help us to, to address that spirit. And Father, we just thank you that Lord, we thank you because everything we have, everything you've given us, you, you said in your word that when you have houses that you didn't build and you got land you didn't plow, you got fruit you didn't uh, raise, said, don't forget who, who gave it to you. And so we ask you, Lord, to forgive us for forgetting how much you've freely given us in Christ. We thank you, Lord, for revelation of the fact that it's all about you. And we don't take it for granted. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you. I was remembering what David did when he gave that Psalms to all the people. It said that David, after he gave them the Psalms of Thanksgiving, that he gave every man and woman a loaf of bread. He gave every one of them a piece of meat. I mean, you know, how many Israelites were there? There's quite a few, wasn't there? Every one of them a piece of meat. And one version said he gave them a flagon of wine, but I like the other versions. It says he gave them a, a cinnamon cake. I like cinnamon cake better than the wine. Don't y'all? 
but he gave everybody something to eat. That's, that blessed me. And so, you know, this time of year, we're, we're entering into, seems like the world is promoting Halloween more and Christmas, but Thanksgiving's come between there and it doesn't get much attention. You know why? Halloween makes a lot of money. Christmas makes a lot of money, but Thanksgiving, because it's about him. It's about him. So let's be thankful this time of year. Next week, we'll finish this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh-oh, we got a prophetic word over the microphone. All right, Mike. All right. Hallelujah. The new is better. I'm telling you, you read Isaiah 66 and Revelation 22, you see? What do you say? I'm going to make a new heaven. I'm going to make a new earth, Isaiah 66. And the former will not be remembered anymore. Old is gone, the new has come. In Revelation, where it says he makes all things new, no. Revelation in, in the Greek says, new, I make all things. He's not into making old things new. He's making new things because he's a creator. That's why he created you brand new. With a brand new person. New creation. So don't pull into that old junk past the cross. Jesus' name. All right. You're dismissed.